Yeah, because if you come up to Vancouver, there's no shortage of people speaking all kinds of different languages. We could uh, get into a cab. If we hailed a cab, mm -hmm. there's a 50% chance the driver is Punjabi and a 50% he's Iranian. Oh. Now, I've been learning Persian, so I can handle it. I don't know oh, if you do yeah, Persian do as well. Okay, so So, and of course, uh, Chinese, there's no shortage of Chinese. Oh, yeah. Do you guys have a, and, uh, uh, Cantonese? I heard that Vancouver, the Canton, well, not just Cantonese, but the someone told me that the pop, I forgot the number, it was a crazy number for population. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, I mean, I would think that in uh, in Vancouver, it's got to be thirty five percent Chinese. Okay. Yeah, and that's all happened within the last twenty or thirty years. And it used to be mostly people from Hong Kong, so it was heavy to Cantonese. Mm -hmm. But now I think it's majority Mandarin, Mandarin speakers. speakers. Okay. Uh, mainland China as well as Taiwanese mm. oh. uh, origin people. Um, but uh, there's lots of everything. Certainly, I saw the Filipino flag on one of your videos. Oh, yeah. So if you yeah, can do Tagalog, we can find Tagalog. you those. Pretty much everything. Uh, we can we can do pretty much anything. Yeah. Like the only languages that I haven't really covered are, um, dang, what languages haven't I covered? Have you done Ukrainian? I haven't done any Ukrainian yet. Yeah, I did. I learned Ukrainian. I went to Ukraine, a great country. You how, really how, was, how was that? How was if you compare that to Russian? How was like how? Well, okay, Ukrainian is kind of between Russian and Polish. So the vocabulary is more similar to Polish, uh -huh. but certainly the writing system and, and uh, perhaps the grammar is more similar to mm -hmm. Russian. Uh, it's not very difficult if you're a Russian mm -hmm. speaker. I, at first, you listen to Ukrainian, you know, as a Russian speaker, and I, I felt I should be able to understand this language, but I don't really quite mm -hmm. understand it. Uh, but then if you put some effort into learning the words... Uh, then um, yeah, and and uh, this is slightly different. Uh, but but um, I was you know the interesting thing is that that Russian in terms of vocabulary is the outlier. The vocabulary is closer between Polish, Czech, Ukrainian, mm -hmm. and Russian vocabulary is somewhat different. But the grammar is very oh, similar. it's very similar. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, and it's it's a nice country, good food, and uh, they unfortunately they have a real problem right now but uh, I, I think their new president is is good and and certainly the it was a great country what are to visit. Your... but everywhere oh, I'm sorry. yeah um what, what are your current like what languages are you doing now like what are your current active languages okay so i initially thought i would go after three so again going by regions mm -hmm. right so i got my east asian thing which is uh, you know chinese you know mandarin cantonese uh, japanese korean to some extent and of course, I got my Western European languages, Romance oh. languages, you know, Spanish, French, Italian, and so forth. So I decided Middle East, like I don't know enough about the oh, Middle okay. East. So I decided to go after, first I went after Arabic. And then I said, well, I, I got the writing system, but there's so many Iranians here in oh. Vancouver, so I should learn Persian. And then my wife was watching uh, Turkish uh, soap operas <laughs> on Netflix. So I started <laughs> started in, a, in a Turkish, but I dropped the Turkish for now because it's just too much to, for me to do them all at yeah. the same time. Turkish is, is in a way more difficult, but because it's written in the Latin alphabet, it's mm -hmm. easier. And uh, whereas reading for me, like even though I kind of know what the writing system mm -hmm. is, in fact, it takes a long time. I don't know how you handle all these different writing systems because the brain, you know, you can theoretically know something, but you actually, I find you got to do it yeah. so much before it starts you to do. feel 
comfortable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, so, you're right. yeah, yeah, you're right. So, so right now it's basically Persian and Arabic. I'm just working on the two of mm -hmm. them. I get podcasts off the internet. I, I have uh, people in uh, one person, an Iranian gal who's actually traveling in India and a, per and a, and a, a woman in Jordan and they transcribe them for me. And, uh, I, I listen to the podcast, uh, understand about 20%. And then I go through the text uh, on link and say words and phrases. And I'm just, uh, yeah. So, I, okay. So you doing yeah. Arabic. And so which one of those, well, um, cause I, I, I believe that Farsi for you shouldn't be a problem with your Japanese background cause the grammar is the same, but what do you think is more? Farsi, Farsi is not, no. Farsi is uh, Turkish in terms of the structure is more similar to Japanese. But Farsi is an Indo-European language, so it's very similar to other European languages, the word order. I mean, nothing there is very strange, whereas Arabic is yes, strange. Yes, Arabic is strange. Right? And Tur Turkish is stranger. Yeah. 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 But what so you learning, but, which, which form of Arabic are you learning? Fusha or? Just, yeah, Fusha. Well, standard Arabic. I gather there's a difference between Fusha and standard <laughs> Arabic, whatever you want to call it. The standard, <laughs> the standard Arabic. They're modern. Be, okay. Be, yeah, because uh, if I get on to Al Jazeera or France 24, you know, or anywhere where they have Arabic, uh, you know, podcasts, political discussions, whatever, it's all in standard Arabic. Okay. Whether the person is from Sudan, from uh, Algeria, from Lebanon, they, they speak the standard Arabic. Uh, I, I recognize that if I were to go and visit Lebanon or mm -hmm. Egypt, I'd, I'd have to spend some time uh, working on that form of the language. But right now, I'm focused on uh, on because uh, that's standard the Arabic. difficult part when it comes to learning Arabic. Because you know, if you like to speak Correct. with people, it, I found that I found it to be a bit difficult to try to level up using modern. It, very yeah, because they, then when you talk with them using the modern, then they'll say, "Well, oh, you." They'll they'll make some comments and say you sound like my teacher or they'll laugh and they and a lot I of know. times they don't respond back and when they do respond back it's in their respective dialect you know so right but but you know I was in uh, Montreal and a lot of taxi drivers are Lebanese mm -hmm. and they did not respond in standard Arabic on the other hand uh, there's a coffee shop in Vancouver where I can speak to them in standard Arabic and my wife and I were in Morocco. Mm -hmm. And taxi drivers, uh, restaurant owners, they were happy to speak to me in standard Arabic, even though we could have spoken in French. Because oh, that's, yeah. You know, right. Very common there. But they would humor me. They were very nice. I like it when people humor me, you know, not like that Chinese guy who was giving you. Oh, man, that was. That video. Yeah, that's <laughs> he's the only person in all of the videos I looked of yours. He was the only guy who wasn't nice. Yeah, that's and that really you happens. Know. I tell my, you know, I, I like to make. You, so when I have like a um, a really uncomfortable situation, I think it's good for the for the viewers too, because see they may right. have a similar situation and they may get discouraged and say, "Oh, I don't want to do this anymore." This is this how the people act, but they need to see. I tell people that you can't really expect every situation to be positive, but I would say ninety eight percent of the time. When you speak with people, you show them that you want to learn their language. They're going to be very, very happy and they're going to be open and they're going to be willing to practice with you. That situation with that Chinese guy, that was really something that rarely happens. Like I had out of my whole experience, but, but I think yeah. I had two bad experiences with Chinese, two. Right. And I've been doing I've been doing languages for 20 years. So, I mean, that's. Right. But you have. You have like not everyone can do what you do. Like you have a you, you know it just bounces off you and you come back with a chuckle and 
I mean, not everyone can do right, it, yeah. right? So you have a very good personality for do you come in with a chuckle before you've even said anything, you've already created a bit of a positive, happy mood and stuff. Not everyone can do that. And I think some people would be, would get uptight if, if the people were annoyed or, and he was just a jerk <laughs> guy. Like he claims that he spoke Yiddish. He didn't speak Yiddish. And then he did, he challenged you and you spoke to him in Russian. He says, that's not Russian. And then he told you your Chinese was no good. Like he was just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't take him seriously because I have too much experience and you know, I mean, my Chinese right. is not perfect, but you know, it, no, and, and, and I think that's another thing that I, I always mention you as an example. Like, like I had a discussion with a guy in Japanese who was all about pitch accent in Japanese and pursuing sort of the nth degree of perfection in Japanese. And I said, fine, like if that's what you want to do, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But that's not the only approach one can have to language learning. And so, and I always point to you and say, here's a guy, he's dabbled in Estonian, in Khmer. Yeah, I think he did some Hmong oh, yeah, at some yeah. point. Yeah, Swahili, like it's such a, so he has sampled, like imagine you went to a buffet dinner and you sampled a little bit of everything that was at the table. <laughs> I mean, that's, you can also just grab a steak and sit down and eat the steak. But I think, and I'm the same way, like I have 20 languages. I would say that, you know, maybe a handful I speak well, and then it just, you know, it's, you know, it gets worse from there on and I, I, I can't claim to speak. But, but I went to Greece and I spoke Greek and I went to Romania and I spoke Romanian. And if you came at me now in Greek or Romanian, I don't think I'd be able to handle it, but, but so what? I had that yeah. experience. I discovered, I discovered a little bit about Greek culture and a little bit about, I mean, I tried Vietnamese, but it didn't get very far, but. So I think that's a tremendous thing to do. And, and you can't expect if a person, I don't know how many languages you're up to now, but you, you can't expect that a person who does 50 languages is going to be equally good in all of them. Yeah, it's that's just not, not realistic. realistic. It's not realistic. It's just, you know, it's just, I tell people, you know, people ask me all the time, well, you, I see that you're doing all these languages at the same time, but they, I will always tell people if they're trying to get to a really high level in a language, like, you know, C1 or C2, you can't do right five or six languages at the same time, you have to really focus on that language itself because that language is going to require your full attention. You know, I always tell people, Absolutely. I always tell people that. So it really all depends on the person. It depends on their goals or what they want to do. Like me, Absolutely. I love, I love the new experience. You know, I love the, the, the right. new experience and new interaction with people. So I don't expect mm -hmm. myself to learn all those languages to a crazy high level. So I set, I go and say, look, I, I'm happy with A1. I'm happy with A2. I'm not going to spend all this time trying to get to like a C1 or whatever, you know. So I, I set realistic goals for myself, but I tell people all the time, right. I tell them, you need to make sure that, um, you know, set your goals, um, ask yourself what you want out of this language, why are you studying this language, and um, if it's going to be a really high level like that, you can't. Unfortunately, you can't do multiple. I mean, you can, but the problem is going to right. the, the problem you're going to have is the attention. You know, you you over here doing this and then you, you say, OK, I'm do this for this time. And you over here, you can't really do that when you're trying to get a language to a high level. You have to really focus on that language, you know, so it really mm -hmm. all depends. I tell people that all the time. 